Hey, this is Seth Scruggs, co-host of Rewatch. We're very excited to announce that we are going to be premiering a short film called Five Minutes. It was directed by me, and it was produced and written by Zachary Vaughn. We shot it back in December, and we're getting ready to release it on August 28th at 6 p.m. It will be premiering on YouTube as a live premiere. Uh, you can find all the information on Instagram at MarkSpotsTheX Productions. Following the premiere of the film, we are going to be hosting a live Q&A at 6.15 uh, where we're going to talk about the film and you can come out and ask us questions and we'll be excited to answer them. August 28th at 6pm with a Q&A following at 6.15, the premiere of 5 Minutes, a short film by Seth Scruggs and Zachary Vaughn. Hi, and welcome to Rewatch. My name is Seth Scruggs. This is a show about movies we love and movies that we haven't seen yet. Each week, me and my co-host, Zach Vaughn. Hi. <laughs> One day you'll get it. One day you'll 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 be right on it. Uh, yeah. My co-host, Zach Vaughn, and I, each week, we one of us picks a movie that the other hasn't seen yet, and we both watch it. It's a really hard show to explain, but it's really fun. Uh, we hope that you've been listening along and enjoying. Uh, if you have, uh, please, you know, reach out to us and uh, let us know. Uh, you can leave a review on all of the places that you listen to it. You can also follow us on Instagram and all that stuff that is linked in the show notes. Uh, and that'd be really nice of you if you did it. So thanks. This week on the show, we're talking about a movie that I picked. It's called Batman. It's from 1966. Uh, <laughs> Zach is already making a face. This is going to be a great episode. For those of you who don't know, uh, this movie is based on the television series that was on in the 60s. It is a ridiculously campy uh, <laughs> Batman movie starring a whole host of characters. Uh, Adam West and Burt Ward as the dynamic duo as well as Lee Merriweather as Catwoman, Cesar Romero as the Joker, Burgess Meredith as the Penguin, and Frank Gorshin as the Riddler. Batman and Robin team up to take down all of the villains, just like the plot of every other Batman movie that you've ever seen in your entire life. It's directed by a guy named Leslie Martinson, who directed a lot of 1960s television and that kind of thing. Zach, what what did you, what were your first impressions of this one? I was very confused. I did not get it. Um, if if there's something to be gotten, I did not. Um, I saw. I saw a very poorly written, very poorly acted, pretty poorly shot. I saw a very poorly done movie that seemed to be done as a way to be like a kid's show. But at the same time, there was some stuff in it that made me also think that it wasn't supposed to be a kid's show and that's what confused me because like 
Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was done three years later. And I think Psycho, Psycho was done in what, 67? 60. 60. Yep. Okay. That was done six years earlier. And both of those are great movies. Yeah. And I was confused why this one that fell right in between them wasn't. In so many ways. I was... And I'm not trying to bash. I'm just confused. I I think you... We talked a little bit. We did a little bit. Before. And you mentioned that it was intentional. And my question then would be why? And, and I think that's something we'll end up talking about. Yeah. Yeah. My- I saw I saw something that I could have done a better job with if I had the if I had the budget for the sets and the locations and hiring bodies to be cast i think with my limited knowledge and experience of filmmaking i could have done a better job that's a that's a bold claim right there it is that is that is what i saw and that that is not putting a lot on me (laughs) that is my perception of the movie cool uh i had almost the opposite experience watching this movie again uh the last time that I saw it, I was maybe like 10 years old. Like, I don't think I've seen it in a while. Um, but the amount of times that I saw it before that gap made up for that gap. Uh, I've, I've seen this movie a lot. Um, and what actually stuck out to me this time around was how clever it is which is something i i guess that we disagree on about it thus far yeah uh yeah is how clever it is and how it's not taking itself seriously at all and also like knowing more about the background like the amount of like like the cold war references that happen like all of that like i don't know like to me okay for clarification i grew up watching this show my grandfather gave us um vhs copies that he'd recorded of like off tv land right and so i grew up on vhs copies of the original show and then also the movie on dvd um so that so that's a little bit of my background with it. So I've seen it before. Kind of, I'm familiar uh, with it. Yeah, there were a lot of story elements that to me seem like basic story elements that shouldn't be affected by humor or anything like that. That to me felt very violated. How so? Like, like what, what things in particular? Like the fact that they were almost literally constantly speaking the plot. Yes. Like, to me, I can get over the bat this, bat that. And I can get over the fact that it's a very, very, very different Batman in Batman universe than what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. 
But like the fact that they're saying everything as they're everything that they're about to do, everything that they're doing, and then everything that they just did. That that is one of the biggest things that made me think, is this supposed to be a kids movie? The aggressive handholding is what made me very, very, very confused. Yeah. So to me, so a little, I feel like I should give a little bit more background as far as like what the show is uh, for people who haven't seen it. Like, obviously I guess there are a lot of people who haven't seen it at this point. Um, Cause it is an older show and it's hard to find and that kind of thing. Um, essentially the show, the Batman television show is kind of this send up of all of the ridiculous kind of like serials that were happening at the time or like just before you know like the batman serials and the not batman superman serials buck rogers that kind of thing uh flash gordon where they're totally ridiculous and what they're doing is totally ridiculous but they play it so seriously and so what batman kind of does is it ups the level of ridiculousness and ups the level of seriousness. So every person in this movie is playing this character as straight as humanly possible, but they are what they're doing and how they're going about what they're doing is absolutely crazy. There's no explanation for what they do. So like, there's a line where he's, they, the Riddler makes like writes this riddle and the, it's like, what's six ounces lives in a tree and is dangerous? And they say, a sparrow with a machine gun. Of course. Of course that's what it is. Um, what, el- what else could it be? And so I think kind of what they're trying to get at there is just like, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. The whole concept of Batman is stupid. And see, I think that would have been okay for me. If it weren't so awkwardly executed, like painfully long shots of somebody clumsily climbing down a rope ladder from a wide angle. Like there were there were a lot of things that I'm I was watching and it hurt to watch just because of like it wouldn't have been as bad if it were a closer angle. It wouldn't have been as bad if it were a tenth as long. But it was just too wide and too long. Like you have you have a five plus second shot of somebody cl- climbing very poorly down a rope ladder. Yes, I do want to say that in no way, shape or form am I trying to imply that this means that what I was saying about the goals of the show means that it's well done or that it's well shot or anything this is still a very low budget show and a very low budget movie so in no way am i trying to say that it is it is something it's not so i guess i guess for me knowing all of that i would say it was just poorly executed Mm -hmm. there were a lot of things that Gosh, if they'd just gotten closer or cut it 
intense like just mm-hmm. just cut it by a tenth like yeah i think a lot of the movie's faults come from the fact that it's kind of paced like it's shot and thought about as television and so you're giving people who are used to having 25 to 30 minutes for a show a an hour and 45 minutes to like basically do the same thing but i think if they had trimmed i think if they had trimmed the action shots down by 45 minutes Mm -hmm. it would have been considerably better like if they'd cut 45 minutes out of the shots during action sequences it would have been a lot better yeah i I and i think they could have i think they could trim 45 minutes off of it by doing that yeah i i get that i get that I will so this is one of those things I will I will defend this movie um for a very very long time. That is not to say that it is one of the best movies ever made. I certainly don't think that. I certainly think that it is ridiculous. There is there is a lot wrong with it. But let me tell you, I'm going to continue to defend this movie. <laughs> because I think that it it watch again watching it again I, there's so many like winks and nods to the fact that what they're doing is crazy and that, you know, you talked about them just kind of like stating what they're going to do or stating how they're going about something. But really, I mean, that is one of the most effective, I think one of the most effective tools of the movie because what it does is it says we know this is crazy we're gonna say it out loud to prove just how crazy it is um and to just really drive home that point and then it 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 just goes off the rails like it's just so so like just to like say some of the stuff that they're saying out hand down the shark repellent bat spray Okay, cool. That's one thing. But then to have the penguin later say, well, how would I know that they would have shark repellent bat spray? Like the fact that this is just what's in this world and that's just how they speak. That's just, that's just it. I think that that, because what they're doing is par- parodying superheroes. And I think it's an interesting contrast I th- to the superhero world that we live in now. Because in the modern age and and i think that if we had seen this when it first came out our feelings on it would be different because now bat like the idea of batman he is this ultra serious crime fighter superhero who you know is gritty and dark and nolan and da 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 but we're and then i think that if this had come out now after like the Nolan movies and after these ultra serious trying to be dark movies came out, we would all kind of laugh and we would enjoy it kind of for what it is. You know, it's the same thing like with the Lego Batman movie coming out. 
that like it's poking fun at how ridiculous Batman is and how crazy some of the things that Batman does are. I think it's a, I think it is effective parody in a lot of ways and I think it's interestingly kind of ahead of its time. Uh I think the some days you can't get rid of a bomb sequence I think that sequence is amazingly constructed. Yes. I I agree. I just I think that that is some of the prime like visual physical comedy that we like miss in a lot of things. Mhm. And it's so clever because it just keeps building until finally mm-hmm. he turns around and just like some days you can't get rid of a bomb and he's holding this ridiculous like bowl bomb thing and you know it i i thought that was hilarious i i I laughed so much during this movie i think for me it was really those technical things Mm -hmm. that threw me off the most um like i was excited i was excited to watch adam west being adam west Mm -hmm. but then i was distracted by like okay are are we just gonna watch him struggle down this rope ladder for ten minutes? Is that what we're gonna do? Are and now he's going back up. Okay, fun. It was it was those things that that took me out of the movie. Okay, so you mentioned Adam West. I think let's go there. Thoughts on the acting in this movie? The acting specifically. It wasn't good, but. That was fine. Like, yeah. I, I get that it, like, I could go along with the acting because it was at least consistent. Everybody was acting consistently mm-hmm. between it. Like, I, I saw it as, oh, it's acting for a kid's show. It's not a Spielberg. No. But, like... They're staying in character. And I was like, this is incredible that they got takes of these people staying in character. And yeah, I mean, and straight faced for so Mm -hmm. long. And committing Mm -hmm. and committing to everything so thoroughly. Yeah, I I think, you know, I don't think Adam West is necessarily a great actor. Um, I think that he thought he was a much better actor than he is. But one of the things that I liked about him in this movie, especially is when he is in character he is as serious as he can be he is not like he'll read a joke or a riddle or something he is deadpan because that is that is who his character is and he was very committed to that there's a there's a Mm -hmm. moment where they they land and he robin goes should we commandeer a taxi and Batman deadpan goes, no, nah, we'll never get one at this time of day. We'll be quicker if we run. And then like they run off. That that sequence of them running was one of my favorite sequences because I, th- I thought that was hilarious mm-hmm. because like, no, we'll not take a taxi. We are in peak physical condition. We will run. And then it's just them running through really, really crowded streets. Yep. 
yeah in full costume yeah i mean and and that that i think is one of the strengths of the movie is we're gonna give you the most outlandish dialogue to say and every actor commits to it i was actually so um who is it lee merriweather's performance she played catwoman in this this is so over the course of the show there were actually three people who played catwoman um and this was her kind of first go. I think it was her only go. I think she was just Catwoman in this movie. Um, but it was kind of her first go around as Catwoman. And I liked her performance in this. I actually thought that she was probably one of the stronger performances of the of the movie. Yeah, I think I think she did a good job too. Um my favorite my favorite person other than um Adam West was the penguin um i thought he did a really good job it almost felt like he was as much of a main character as um as batman and robin yeah i mean he's kind of the ringleader of the of the group so Mm -hmm. he kind of ends up as like the de facto main villain i mean there's kind of kind of catwoman um because they kind of they have the whole you know batman catwoman bruce wayne catwoman Mm -hmm. thing going uh but really penguin is kind of the head of this whole whole operation um yeah i i like that as well um i thought his was good i thought you know i think caesar romero as the joker is i think he's great i love his performance as the joker i love the fact that he just refused to shave his mustache so they painted over it (laughs) Uh uh-huh. I that that to me I mean that's just what a flex. Mm-hmm. Because he, he was like, nah, the mustache, um it, the reason that he wouldn't do it is the mustache is what he saw as like gave him his career as like that that's how he rose to prominence. So he's like, No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shave this mustache that like gave me my like level of fame. Well and you know what else that means? It means it's hard for him to grow a mustache. Probably yeah. Because if it's easy for you to grow facial hair, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, just shave it off. Like, no, <laughs> you don't you don't protest something like that unless it's like, look, man, it took me so long to grow this. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's true. That's true. I hadn't I honestly had not thought about it that way. Like if someone asked you to shave for a roll, you'd be like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Someone asked me to shave for a roll. First of all, they wouldn't have to ask me. I already wouldn't have anything. <laughs> I like that that makes it sound like I can really just grow, like, a nice beard. Anyway, back to Batman. Uh, yeah, no, I think that I think that Cesar Romero as the Joker um, is really good. I, I like the fact that this version of the Joker does not have a backstory. He doesn't have some haunting thing. Dude just likes jokes, and he's a clown, and that's all we need. We don't need him. Like, he's kind of sadistic but like we don't need some scorsese knockoff to understand why he is the way that he is yeah or you know you know i think i think that's one of the things that to kind of go to another version of the joker i think that's why heath ledger's joker is so powerful because we don't really if i don't remember if i remember correctly we don't really find out kind of what happened he just yeah is 
Now, he's a little bit more sadistic than Cesar Romero's Joker. Just a little bit. Um, but he's, you know, he is, he, we don't need to know why he's crazy. We just know he's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that's more impactful. I think it's more fun as a mm-hmm. character. And the commitment in the writing and the acting makes it believable without giving it any backstory. Mm-hmm. If you can commit and be consistent in your character and what you're doing, then it doesn't matter how you got there. Mm-hmm. And th- and that's something you know. Obviously, again, I don't think that the 1966 Batman movie is trying to give us something crazy, you know, something really interesting and new or whatever. But I do think what it does well that other batman stories could kind of latch onto is we don't there's no real origin for a lot of what happens in the show there's no real i mean obviously it's a old television show there's not a lot of conclusion either but this story i think i think coming at it again as someone who is very familiar with it um beforehand I think that it's, you know, it's a pretty compelling, interesting thing. And it takes for granted the fact that Batman is Batman in the cultural consciousness and kind of runs with it. In the show, is there set up to Batman and Robin being who they are with the police and all that? Not that I recall. Okay. Um, I never like obviously as a five six year old kid, I didn't, I wasn't necessarily committed to just like watching the show straight through to get all the story. Um, but from what I remember, there was not a lot of backstory as far as like, here's how they got here. It was just like, this is Batman and Robin, and they work with the police, and everyone trusts them. There they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I think it really just – it kind of does what I think Spider-Man Homecoming did so well, which is take yeah. for granted we know who this is and where they came from. We don't need to spend 30 minutes of a movie or a season of a show setting up where they came from. We know where they came from. Mm-hmm. You know, even in mm-hmm. the 60s, everyone knew who Batman was. Or, or even if they didn't, then, like – I think people assume that you need to show how somebody got there when you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily need to do that. Um, You can very much start the story in medias res. And then if you feel the need later, go back and say, all right, this episode, we're going to focus on their backstory. So we're going to do flashbacks and we're going to do this. Flashbacks in general may not be the strongest form of storytelling. But it's a but way to you get, can use them. It's a way to get the information that you need rather than all of the information. Right. And if you do it, if you tie it into emotional triggers or very crucial story points, then it can be used well. You can bring it up in a way that is natural so that it's like you're remembering something or the characters remembering something not just 
oh, cheesy, take it back mm-hmm. to the flashback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that we kind of have this obsession with, like, knowing how we got places and, like, what things are and, like, the origin story. That's such a thing now. You know, we have two different Spider-Man stories that are origin stories. Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, they all have origin stories. There was there were summers um at the beginning of the mcu there were whole summers where all of the tentpole movies were origin stories you know 08 would have been uh iron man i think i think 2012 i want to say 2011 2012 you had thor and captain america came out in the same summer um i want to say 2011 and then 2012 was avengers i could be wrong on that someone can fact check me and message me about how stupid i am but you know so you have origin story after origin story well for a lot of these characters we already know who they are so you know they're working on a batman origin story right now with robert pattinson tying it back to batman do we do we need another batman origin story do is this something we have to have i would say no i think they're taking a different been mm-hmm. um which would make it better than the classic oh he's going to the opera and his parents get killed batman um and the conjecture that i've heard makes it seem a bit more interesting but yeah it's another it's another it's another origin story and i'm not against like I don't want to sound like the guy who's like Hollywood has no original ideas. They just they're making the same thing over and over. And like cuz I don't necessarily think that. I think there are a lot of original interesting stories that are happening. But at the same time I'm like there are other IP there's other IP out there that you could pick that isn't Batman. So like do we do we really need Robert Pattinson is Batman and it's nothing against Robert Pattinson. It's nothing against this Batman movie. It's just like, sure. It's a new take, but we could have other takes and like, uh, we both saw Joker and I don't think, I mean, I didn't love it. I don't know what your feelings were on it. I was generally unimpressed. Yeah. It was beautiful, but that's about it. But like, and there's a whole conversation about mental health and Joker that I don't think a conversation about Batman 1966 is the place to have right. that conversation. But like, did did we need Joker? Um, I don't think we necessarily did. I would say if we did need a Joker, I don't think we needed that Joker. Yeah. And again... It it goes back to we don't know why Catwoman purrs in ba- in this Batman movie. We don't know why the Riddler is wearing tights. We don't know why the Joker is the Joker. We don't even know. They never explained on the show. You kind of see her in the movie, but uh, Bruce Wayne has an aunt that like lives with him, and you see her just very briefly in the movie. But she's all throughout the show, and like part of the plot of the show is that they're. They're trying to keep their secret identity from her. 
Hmm. But like, we don't even know why she's there. So do we need, do we need all of these stories or can we just like take for granted that this character is this character and see them through? That's not, that's not at all where I intended to go with this conversation, but that is something. (laughs) Yeah. I'm curious, like aesthetically, this show is like, this movie is weird. Yes. Um, what were your, what were your thoughts on that? Like, production design primarily production design i thought i mean almost everything was a set Mm -hmm. except for when they're like running through the city and even then there's a good chance running through the city was a set yeah a lot of it was actually Um, rear projection okay so i think like most classic 60s films it had great even if it wasn't, like, I don't know, like, super intricate. I thought it had great sets, great design. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they were consistent. Yeah. Everybody wore tights. And, like, I thought some of the costumes were really good. Um, the Riddler's, uh, the Riddler's suit, I thought was really good. The Joker's suit was really good. I thought... A lot of the designs were really good. Um, most of the designs that were less tight spaced, I think, <laughs> came across better to me. Yep. Um, but that's just that's just a personal opinion at that point. Yeah, I think that it's interesting in that this show, there are a lot of movies that try to distance itself from the comic book format. But this show, this movie jumps full in. And it's like, this is how it looks on the page. This is how it looks in the movie. And I I think that especially because it's going for this kind of parody over the top-ness of it, I think that it's really effective. Yeah. One thing that I wish had been in more of the movie that I got, it made me really happy when it happened in the last fight was the visual onomatopoeias. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanted that in the whole thing. Yeah. Because that, 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 that probably would have sold it from and the beginning if they was, if that was in the whole thing, because that's just great. And that's something I noticed is that typically like that's like in the show that's everywhere. So it was surprising to me how little that is in this like iteration of it because in most everything with Adam West's Batman, it is just, it is everywhere. Like every time that they fight. Um, and it's almost like they forgot to put them in, in some places. Um, you know, there, there are multiple times that I noticed where uh, when Bruce Wayne has been kidnapped and they're fighting, he like, He's straight up, you can see him not hit the other person. Mm-hmm. And like, it's awful. Like, it's an awful hit. <laughs> right. And that, that those things kind of covered it up. So it was a little, I, I, right. I was a little yeah. disappointed that it wasn't there as much. I thought that it was going to be in it more. Mm-hmm. That's another thing is the visual, like the explosion effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, they help mask pulled punches. 
they do and they and again like you were saying they also sell that kind of campy look that the film is going for yeah that's one thing that i loved when it was there Mm -hmm. but was sad Mm -hmm. that it wasn't everywhere yeah that final sequence on the um on the submarine especially like where where Mm -hmm. they're there i I thought that was thought that was good Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's um a coincidence with the the bams and pals um distracting from the punches and kicks that don't land and stuff but it seemed like a better performed fight Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i Um, i think partially because it's a better performed fight um mm -hmm. i think that there were more like stunt doubles in use there and i think that that was kind of where the energy was focused because that's kind of the centerpiece Mm -hmm. of the film not the centerpiece but like the the penultimate fight of the film but what do i know i could be totally wrong i do think that it's funny watching this again and picking up on all of the satire um because this movie weirdly heavily satirizes the un Mm -hmm. like it just straight up makes fun of the un by the end of the film uh there's i don't know if you picked up on it so basically the plot of the film for anyone who hasn't seen it is that the penguin the riddler the joker catwoman are all they have this special machine that can dehydrate people just takes all of their water and turns them into little piles of dust so their goal is to dehydrate the members of uh united world security council which is the un like the building they show is the un building and then their goal is to dehydrate them and then ransom them and then like give the give the dust back and i don't know if you noticed but at the end when they rehydrate them they're all speaking the wrong language. Mm-hmm. Batman discuss. Batman points out to Robin that they may have made the greatest single uh, contribution to world peace or something. Mm-hmm. He just goes, "Look at them all," and basically he's he's joke like it's a tongue in cheek joke. Though of course Batman delivers it completely seriously, he, where he's say basically saying they're never gonna get anything done. And then he says, "Let's leave nonchalantly." through the window which just drives home (laughs) and then and then it's not even a simple they slide the window open it's a crank open window Mm -hmm. so they go to the window unlock it crank it and then leave of course of course Mm. yeah what how else do you how else do you leave uh leave a room I don't know. I guess Shalantly would be the other one. <laughs> Just walking out the door. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's All eyes. Yeah. Uh, it's a... This is a very, very weird film um, in a lot of ways. Uh, interestingly, it was originally they were going to do a theatrical film to act kind of like a pilot for the show. Um, And they would release the theatrical film and then... uh start the show but for some reason it got flipped around they ended up releasing the show first and the show became like a huge hit um 
and then so they did like 30 episodes of the show and then did the film so by that point adam west was very full of himself um and you can kind of see that in the film and the way that he he does things because he just kind of goes for it mm-hmm. when i read something that he required them to add more bruce wayne scenes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is why because yeah he's because he wanted out of people concept. to see his face yeah yeah uh he was just a little bit full of himself by that point and he he kind of lived that way until he died i think he was i we were, my brother and i watched the film together and we were watching one of the special features this is from like 2001 and he's wearing like little glasses and like a leather jacket and he's just like leaning back in his chair just like yeah man we were so cool everyone loved us. <laughs> he's got like a like the worst plastic surgery but like a fake tan like oh man it was he's ridiculous and then on the flip side you have burt ward who is like a little fanboy still and it's it's great it's, it's great mm-hmm. um so have you seen the sequels to this movie sort of sequels i didn't know there were sequels to this movie so in 20 i want to say 2015 and 2017 there were two animated movies that were released that featured Adam West and Burt Ward and Julie Newmar, who played Catwoman on the television show. Um, not not in this film. Uh, and they all kind of came back and did a couple animated movies together. And they are there's something uh, the, the first one. It, it's one of those things that kind of can overstay its welcome um and obviously i think you might have thought that with this movie <laughs> yeah uh but with an animated show they can cut with an animated movie they can kind of lean into it a little bit more and i think they did on this mm-hmm. uh but it by the second one you have william shatner in it as well and it just really oh man it, the cheese factor when you get william william shatner and adam west um, cause one of the only things that separates this show and movie from the original Star Trek stuff, as far as acting style and production quality is that at least everyone in Batman knows they're in something ridiculous mm-hmm. and they're all kind of in on the joke and trying to propel that joke forward. I don't think you can say the same thing for William Shatner. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe at this point. I don't I don't know. I don't know. There's something about white dudes who were on really popular 60s television shows. Mainly mainly Adam West and William Shatner. I think there's a lot of parallels, mm-hmm. but uh they think they think a lot of themselves. I mean, you could have finished it. There are a lot of white dudes <laughs> and then think they think a lot of themselves. <laughs> I I guess you're not wrong. I don't think anyone starts a podcast if they they don't think a little bit of themselves. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and now we're we've ventured into meta commentary. All right. So, I think that I I guess that kind of wraps us up on on Batman the 1966 
movie unless there's anything more that you really just is on your heart and you want to say (laughs) i don't think so i think i got everything out in my rant earlier (laughs) good good uh i don't i don't really have anything else to add i i had a lot of fun with this movie again reminded me of being a kid it is what it is i guess zach uh first of all what would you rate this movie with the information about it that I've gotten, I'd put it at a solid 2.5. Okay, that's better than I thought. Before the information, I had it at a generous 1.5. Good, good. Uh, would you rewatch this movie? With this knowledge, yeah. Okay. I would, I would okay. not by myself... But I could see I could see us watching it together sometime. Yeah, I'll have to. I think that we have a couple episodes of the TV series on DVD, so we'll have to we'll have to once all this coronavirus stuff and we should get together and watch some, watch some of that. That's how we'll celebrate by watching a really old, arguably good, arguably bad TV show. Sounds good to me. That's how we'll celebrate. I, I feel like that's very characteristic for the two of us. It is, yeah. Uh, I I gave this a three and a half. Um, I feel like I don't need to explain why. I it was a lot of fun for me, so I gave it that. Um, and I I would rewatch this and probably will. Just because I think it's fun. Uh. So that pretty much wraps us up. Uh, do you want to recommend something for me? So my recommendation is a short film. It is called Happy Valentine's Day. It is by the Newmark Brothers. Nope, it's by the Neymark Brothers. Um, you can find it on YouTube on the channel Short of the Week or by searching Happy Valentine's Day Newmark Neymark Brothers. Um, It's a fantastic, silent short film um, that is largely CGI. Um, I watched the the visual effects breakdown, and it is astounding how much was put into this. And I watched, I I read an article. with where the Neymark brothers talked about how how much time was put into the visual effects and it's it's amazing it's incredible so happy valentine's day yeah you sent it to me earlier today and it was it it was great man it was insane it took so mm-hmm. many twists and turns that i didn't i didn't expect to see so yeah i thought it was crazy uh my recommendation for this week uh, going into some stuff that also has a lot of visual effects. Uh, 1917. I rewatched that again with uh, my fiance and her family. Man, that is just a just a insane, just bonkers film. Um, lot of fun, uh, tense, suspenseful. Uh, yeah, I just I thought it was great. Um, I I saw it back in like January, I think in a theater it made me miss i texted you while we were watching it it made me miss going to see movies in a theater 
uh, because that is a movie that is meant to be seen on a big screen. Uh, again, R- Roger Deakins, y'all, uh, just give it up mm-hmm. for him. Uh, what a dude. Uh, yeah. No, I that, so that's my recommendation for this week. It's 1917. Uh, it's great. Just great. Zach, what are, we do- what are we watching for next week? Next week, we're going to watch the Guillermo del Toro fantasy... Pan's Labyrinth. It's a masterpiece, and I am so excited to watch it again. I yeah, I have been told that I should watch it, and I have basically no knowledge about this film going in. So I'm excited for. I know it's kind of creepy because it's Guillermo del Toro, and that's all I got. So I'm excited to 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 do that. I think even without knowledge of it, you're going to be very surprised. Yeah, probably. Well, probably even more because I have no knowledge of it. Yeah. Well, even. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'll we'll leave it at that. Hey, thanks for uh, listening to rewatch. Uh, it's been good having you here. I uh, hope everyone's staying safe. Please make sure you go and follow us. You can follow Zach on instagram and twitter at bashful coyote uh you can also follow me on instagram at seth scruggs uh the links for all that are in the show notes you can also follow uh mark spots the x productions which is basically just a name that zach and i gave ourselves for all of the things that we do together so you can follow uh at mark spots the x dot productions on instagram that'll get you all the details about what we're doing both related to rewatch and all of the other stuff that we do uh until next time it's been good i'll see you zach see you Seth.